you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Michael Filipkowski, and today, as I'm sure you've read the title, we are covering Brett Favre. Brett Favre. And now, at the time I'm recording this, I don't, I haven't written the title for the episode yet. I just know that I was, I was, I was going to do it on Brett Favre. And, you know, the, the original title that I thought I was going to go with was, and, and usually the titles, you know, formulate like the, the way the episode is going to go, what we're going to focus on, what we're going to talk about. Um, but the interesting thing is, is that there are two titles that I've, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm switching back and forth between. And that's because I think there's two words, there's two ways you could describe Brett Favre. And I guess, you know, maybe they'll both be, I don't know. But Brett Favre was, you know, maybe I would say the greatest, like, gunslinger of all time. And he's also probably the greatest Iron Man quarterback of all time, Iron Man player. And so, for me, right, I think about this, like, in the sense that, I think in the NFL today, you know, we don't have quite as many gunslingers, maybe none at all. And that kind of depends on how you define it. And, you know, for me, at least, I think we'll get into, you know, what my definition of a gunslinger is today. Um, Because I do really think that the way that he plays is kind of not super close to the way that anyone else plays these days. Um, That... And also, I think that, you know, obviously we have to talk about his, his consistency at the quarterback position. And that's kind of why we're doing the episode. I don't really know how long this episode is going to be because there's actually a lot to talk about. I think Brett Favre has one of the most interesting careers. There's a lot we're going to talk about. So this episode has a chance of being, being, being an extended episode. So, more, you know, more than like 25, 30 minutes which is what, um, you know, normally they are. So without further ado, we will jump right into it. So Brett Favre, as we all know, Hall of Fame Green Bay Packers quarterback, also played for the Jets and the Vikings during his his career in the NFL. He played from 1991 to 2010. So he had effectively a, you know, about a 20, well, so he played 19 seasons in the NFL. Um, 
he was drafted. Um, it, I think he was drafted by the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I think then he got traded to Green Bay. Or I don't know. He his first season was with Atlanta. That I know for sure. Uh, then he goes to Green Bay, and that is basically where the majority of his success and his career was had. Um, that's where he won a Super Bowl. That's where he won three consecutive first team All Pros. Uh, you know, this is where his career was. And you know, quite honestly, um, Brett Favre's career. Uh, in Green Bay was was very very good, and when he played well, the team played well. And when he you know had good seasons, the team had good seasons. You know there were three straight seasons where the the that the team didn't play as great, winning eleven, eight, and then nine games, and he was not a Pro Bowl quarterback. And then the following three seasons, they won twelve, twelve, and ten, and they made and he made the Pro Bowl those three seasons. So you know like like when he plays better the team ends up winning more games and, that, and, and, but it's very much correlated with him um, and the team. Now, Brett Favre, as we all know, you know, he holds the league lead. And, and, and of course, so, you know, it's difficult for me to, to do this episode now because so many of his records have been broken. Right. And that, that is a problem. Because if I was doing this episode right as he right as he um, retired, right when all of his records were most relevant, then we would be able to talk about him kind of in in a, in a better light. Because most of his records have been broken. He he held two hundred and sixty six records, um, and he still currently holds one hundred and thirty six, and most of them are you know most you know, games, most road games thrown or most games with three touchdowns thrown in a row. And, you know, it's like 10 or whatever it is like that. Those are the kind of statistics. They're not like major um, records. These aren't like most touchdowns thrown ever. Right. But those types of records were, were ones that he did hold. And that's the issue because it's difficult for us now to cover him because it's difficult to say, well, you know, what records did he hold? What were the important ones? But he threw 508 touchdowns during his career. But he also, and I believe that was the NFL record for a very long time. And he also holds the NFL record for most interceptions thrown in a career with 336, right? And that I think is the most important characteristic of, um, of Brett Favre. Because Brett Favre, you know, he threw the ball a lot, right? He, he, you know, he, he, he chucked it. I mean, it, it, he was a thrower of the football and, and it was unapologetic. Like, you knew what you were going to get, right, when he threw the football. And, you know, he, his, his career completion percentage was 62%. Which, which is quite low. I mean, for the time that he played, like, you know, he threw the ball a lot. Like, like more so than most other quarterbacks. You have to remember, the league in the 90s, in the early 2000s, is different than the league today, right? And Brett Favre was very characteristic of that league. Because, well, very uncharacteristic, excuse me, because he just threw the ball. He threw it a lot. 
because you know that is what he did. He 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 launched the ball. Um, he threw it whether he should have or shouldn't have. He threw the ball, and that I think is what we all remember Brett Favre for: the fact that he just threw the ball a lot. And that is why you know that is why most people criticize him nowadays because it's not. It's not the same. Like he he played the game very differently than a lot of quarterbacks do today, and so a lot of people see him, you know, as 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 this wild quarterback. And he wasn't as wild, but he was. He's different. He's not. He's not Patrick Mahomes. And I think we all think about Patrick Mahomes as someone who throws the football a lot. He does. But the thing about Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, like a lot of other quarterbacks, is very. Um, how do I put this? Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback is very, uh, he's, he's more accurate, right? He's more precise with the football. He'll throw it a lot, but he's going to take those. He's going to take his reads. He's not going to go for as many 50, 50 balls, which is why he's thrown 114 touchdowns to just 24 interceptions, right? That's why. And quite honestly, right? That's why I don't consider Patrick Mahomes to be a gunslinger. I don't really consider any quarterbacks today to be a gunslinger. I think there are some that are like, 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 you know, that are close. You know, I think that they exist, but not, not to the same extent as Brett Favre. I mean, Brett Favre was incredible, you know, the way he threw the football. And he threw it to throw it. You know, he, he was a big player of, you know, I'm throwing the ball to win the game. Right? He, was, he wanted the ball in his hands. And, you know, that's why he's a three-time MVP. Right? That's why he's a three-time MVP. Um, you know, he's third in career pass attempts. He's fourth in career passing yards. Right? And back in when he played... I believe the two guys ahead of him are one, I think, is Brady, and the other, I, I don't know who the other is. But when he was playing, you know, he held these records, right? He's fourth in career touchdowns all the time. Manning, Breeze, and Brady are all ahead of him. Like, that's what we're talking about here, right? That's what we're talking about. We're talking about a guy who threw the ball a lot for his time. Right. And, he, you know, did he play 19 seasons? Yes, he played 19 seasons or he had 19 seasons in the NFL. Right. Um, from 1991 to 2010. Call it 20, but he really he really didn't play in that first season. So I'm not I'm not going to count it. But he had 19 like full seasons in the NFL. And. Again, this was in a time where the league wasn't as pass-happy as today. So we have to put that into account for his stats, right? And, you know, Brett Favre throughout his career was an incredible quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. And we've had some of the same discussions um, about Brett Favre as we have with Aaron Rodgers. Like, we have talked about the fact that, you know— Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre for being two of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history, two Hall of Famers, one that will be a Hall of Famer, one that already is. Brett Favre has the third highest Hall of Fame points 
of any quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is at number four. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers is obviously still playing. They've only won two Super Bowls combined between them. So since 1992, that's Brett Favre's first year, to 2021, which is, you know, thereabouts at 30 seasons. They've won two Super Bowls with two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. That is not what you want. I mean, you're drafting these incredible quarterbacks. You would think that they would be better in the playoffs and they would have more success for your organization, which unfortunately is not what happened. But let's not let that take away from the success that from the success that has been had by Brett Favre throughout his career. You know, the characteristics of a gunslinger are is someone who's going to throw the ball a lot, who's going to throw the ball to win the game or lose the game, right? And that's what Brett Favre did. He was a, a champion of that. And I think that Brett Favre had a special, unique career, right? We have to remember that when Aaron Rodgers came into the league, right, I believe in 04, but maybe in 05, right, Brett Favre was still playing – you know, good football, right? Was he playing great football? No, but he was playing good football. And, you know, characteristically throughout Brett Favre's career, he's going to throw a lot of interceptions every season, right? I mean, you look at this, there were seasons where he'd throw, you know, he's consistently in the teens, sometimes in the 20s, um, number of interceptions per season, right? I mean, he made the pro ball throwing 22 interceptions in a season. Right, which to me is insane because that I mean twenty-two interceptions, a lot of interceptions, right? Um but he's gonna throw the ball to win or lose the game, right? He's gonna take chances in the air. And that's what he did. And we don't see any quarterbacks do that today. And I think that's what led him to have such a, a such a polarizing career. Because when he was doing it in the 2000s, early 2000s, I think it was it worked. But the league became more precise when quarterbacks got more, had more precision, had more precision with their passes and stuff like that. That's when it started to change um, how he played. And so you know, Brett Favre, especially in the playoffs when defenses are better, teams are better. That's where he wasn't able to have that same amount of success. And so when Aaron Rodgers came in, he felt that pressure. And he ended up leaving. He went to the Jets, and then he went to Minnesota. And, of course, you know, he almost made the Super Bowl with Minnesota, excuse me, in 2009. Um, you know, and we all, we all know the drive I'm talking about. And if you don't, I, can, I, I implore you to go and watch it because it is a, it's probably one of the most famous calls by, by a hometown announcer in a very long time, right? And we, we see Brett Favre, and they're at the 40-yard line, give or take, of, 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 of um, the 40-yard line of the Saints. And Brett Favre rolls out to his right, right? And, you know, he commits the cardinal sin of any single quarter, every single quarterback, right? And we know what that is. You're not supposed to throw across your body. Right. If you're moving to your right, you don't want to throw back all the way to the left. And that's what he did, because your vision of the field becomes in, in, in impaired. It becomes um, it, it, you can't trust it. Right. And you, you can't see the full field. And obviously he got picked off. 
right? And that is what people do characterize. People think that Patrick Mahomes does it. And he does do a little bit of that, which is why I'm saying he's close. Like, I think Josh Allen is another one who you could consider to be that way, but I don't think so. I think they're, I think they're more precise. I think that even though, like, like Patrick Mahomes will occasionally do that, I just don't think in that situation he would. And at the same time, the difference between Patrick Mahomes and, and Brett Favre is that Brett Favre is not a running quarterback, at least towards the end of his career. I mean, I don't think I, I don't really know, but I don't think towards the beginning of his career he was either. Patrick Mahomes has wheels, so Patrick Mahomes has that ability to to get out of the pocket. A gunslinger is just going to sit in the pocket and just chuck the ball, right? Which is not what he did. And obviously, the Minnesota Vikings end up losing that game uh, and you know being eliminated from the playoffs, which. You know, that hurts. I mean, that hurts. That's not that's not what you want to have happen. That's not how you want your season to end. But that's how it did. And, you know, Brett Favre, his career is characterized as a gunslinger by the number of interceptions he's thrown. Um, he played a unique style of football, right, that we don't see anymore. And I think the era of gunslinging, for at least now, is over. Because... Turnovers these days are so, you know, with these high-powered offenses with, with great receivers, great running backs, great quarterbacks, um, the ability to, you know, I, I think most teams would rather, you know, take those underneath passes and take, you know, the guaranteed yards and live for another down rather than let's take a shot, right? And there are times to take shots, but I think those are very – not few and far between, but I think those have, have lessened over time because I think turnovers have become such an important part of the game. And as an offense, you don't want to give up turnovers. You don't want to have to put your defense in a position where they have to make a stop, where where they are, you know, where you need a stop. You want to be the team where you're you're making those precision passes, you're making the right calls, you're living for another down, you're giving your players, your receivers, your running backs your skill position players a chance to make a play rather than like just heaving it downfield and, you know, saying a prayer. Um, Cause that's what they did sometimes. And, you know, Brett Favre, his career, you know, again, I think part of the reason why, you know, similar to Peyton Manning is his career ended on, on a, on a downward slope, you know, um, his last season in Minnesota, he went five and eight through eleven touchdowns to nineteen interceptions. Um, through you know, completed sixty percent of his passes, which was the lowest in his career since two thousand. Um, and and by that time, the league had changed so drastically that there just there wasn't there wasn't anything left. That was the year that the Packers won the Super Bowl. Remember that? That was twenty two thousand and ten. And you know, with Aaron Rodgers, I mean, look, it can never. It was never going to be easy to have Aaron Rodgers be your backup, right? We know the quarterback he is today. Um, it was never going to be easy to have that guy as your backup, and we've and we, we've paralleled the situation. Um, you know, when we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, you know, with Jordan Love to when Brett Favre had Aaron Rodgers, but now we're focusing on Brett Favre. I mean, obviously it can't be easy as a starting quarterback to have such a talented young quarterback to have an organization draft a new quarterback and Brett Favre, you know, I mean, it wasn't as if they drafted 
some guy in the eighth round or not the eighth round, but it was as if they drafted some guy in the fourth round. They drafted a guy in the first round, right? And he was widely regarded or not widely regarded, but he was regarded by, by a good portion of people, maybe probably most of the people in the draft as the number one quarterback prospect, right? It was between him and Alex Smith. And we all know the quote from Stephen A. Smith, you didn't pick Aaron Rodgers because he was arrogant. And of course, we know that. Um, we know that quote now. But but that's the reason why he, Aaron Rodgers wasn't picked by San Francisco and Green Bay picked him, right? And it's difficult as a starting quarterback to have such a ta- – like to and, and it's different. Right, it's different than than in most situations, right? And that's why we parallel it so often to the Aaron Rodgers situation, right? But I think it's even different than that because I think that Aaron Rodgers was a, high, a more highly regarded prospect than Jordan Love, right? It's difficult to have to be to know your Hall of Fame quarterback because by the time Brett Favre, um, by the time Brett Favre had, you know. Had one. Uh, by the time Aaron Rodgers had been drafted, excuse me. By the time Aaron Rodgers had been drafted, Brett Favre was was, you know, probably going to be a Hall of Fame QB. Like he he had the career trajectory where if he had, you know, a couple good seasons left in him, he was going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. And he knew that. And that's, you know, that's the thing. Like, Brett Favre, a three-time MVP, right, already at that point. And that's the thing, right? Three-time MVP. So we're talking about MVP winners. You know, obviously Peyton Manning has five. Tom Brady has three, and Brett Favre also has three, right? And those are important stats to remember. Right, because when we look at the Hall of Fame monitor, Brett Favre had one seventy nine point eight one points, one championship, three All Pros at first selection, eleven Pro Bowls, nineteen seasons. Right from nineteen ninety one to two thousand and ten, um, and then yeah, all of his stats. But regardless, right? <laughs> regardless, we know, we know. That Brett Favre was going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback, or had the trajectory to be, you know, barring anything crazy. But he was probably going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. And to be a Hall of Fame quarterback, and to have your team draft such a high prospect, to draft a guy who's a starter on a good portion of teams in his first season, right? If he if he ended up going to any of those teams, now most of those teams didn't need quarterbacks, or they didn't want quarterbacks, or you know, yada yada yada. But, um. That's the thing. To have a to be that Hall of Fame quarterback and to have a guy sitting behind you who is incredible, that's not easy, right? That's not easy. And Brett Favre had to deal with that. And that's not something that you ever want to have as a quarterback. You don't want to be put in a position where you're feeling like you're being forced out by the organization, you know, because you're too old or whatever it is. And and that's the problem um, with Brett Favre. And that's a, and that was a problem with his career. And you know, being a three-time MVP, right? Being a Super Bowl champion already at that point, being in the Pro Bowl, offensive player of the year, being a member of the all-1990s team. 
I mean, these are stats that are uh, – uh, there's not that many people who, who have these accolades, right? And obviously it must have been difficult for him. Um, and, and that's not to mention that Brett Favre up until this point, starting since 1993 to whenever Aaron Rodgers was drafted, he didn't miss a game. Two, and I think this is Brett Favre's most um, unique record because I think I think it represents who he was, right? Brett Favre is the league leader in consecutive games played, games started, excuse me. So he has started the most consecutive games ever. He is the... And that's a record that, you know, likely won't ever be broken. I mean, we talk about Tom Brady. You know, Tom Brady's had – he has long stretches, but, you know, he had his ACL too. He was suspended. Brett Favre never had any of that. Brett Favre's dad died, and he went out against the Oakland Raiders and threw, like, four or five touchdowns and had an incredible game. Brett Favre never missed a game pretty much. Um, every game he played – You know, every game he played was consecutive. It was, it was, he was, whether he was like at full health or not, he played, he started every single game. And that is something that we don't see anymore. You know, Patrick Mahomes has only started one full season of in his career. In four seasons, now that first season, he only played one game. But he's only started one full season in three real seasons, right? Now, yeah, he missed two games in 2019, missed a game in 2020 because they were 14 and one, right? <laughs> because they were 14 and one and they already were the one seed, right? So they sat him. But Brett Favre was not the type of person who would ever be sat in that position. He just he wouldn't want to be. Whether it was good for the team or not, he wouldn't want to be sat, right? And I don't know if he was ever in that position, but. You know, that's that's what he would want. And I think what's important to recognize, right? I think what's important to recognize about Brett Favre is that consistency, that con- commitment to play, right? And that is something that, you know, we don't see as much of in the NFL anymore. There are plenty of quarterbacks who, who do not play through injuries, or there are plenty of quarterbacks who get injured very often to the point where they don't play. And Brett Favre was never in that position. I think that that is something incredible that we, you know, that that goes unnoticed. He really is, you know, as much as we call Julian Edelman the Iron Man of wide receivers, Brett Favre is the original Iron Man, you know, not missing games. I mean, playing every single game. I mean, that is him. And, you know, his his playoff career, 13 and 11, you know, 12 and 10 with Green Bay, 1 and 1 with Minnesota. You know, throwing um, 44 touchdowns to 30 interceptions, that's Brett Favre. That's, that's him. You know, that's that's what we expected. That's what we knew what was going to happen in just 24 games. We knew that he was going to throw interceptions. We knew that he was going to throw touchdowns. We knew this. And, you know, especially in 20, 2001 when he threw four touchdowns and seven interceptions in just two games. I mean, that... 
Let's pick Brett Favre. You know, we, we're never going to see someone like Brett Favre in the NFL again. He is a unique player. He is a special player. He offers, you know, he's got that 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 mentality. He's He wants to win the game with his arm, and he's going to throw the ball. And he's going to take those opportunities. He's going to take those risks. And I think it's important to highlight an, an incredible Hall of Fame career while we have the opportunity, especially given you know the time frame of what's going on with the Packers now and with Peyton Manning being inducted into Hall of Fame. I think it's a great time to kind of um, you know look at Brett Favre. I think it's kind of a perfect time, and you know his career. I think you know many people see it as you know never achieving that greatest goal, which I agree. I think, you know, winning that one Super Bowl, you know, only winning that one Super Bowl might be the biggest, you know, drawback, just like Peyton Manning, only winning two, you know, those drawbacks of not having that same success in the playoffs. But that shouldn't take away anything from Brett Favre's career about how he revolutionized the NFL's passing game. He really did change it, and he brought into the era of passing the football, and, and that led to more position, and that kind of has led to where we are today. It really has with, you know, deep throws and everything like that. So, um, you know, it's important to look at these quarterbacks and look at how they affected the NFL. And because I think that quite often past Hall of Fame NFL quarterbacks have a, you know, a, a significant effect on what the NFL looks like today. And that is something that we, we cannot forget. Brett Favre is a special quarterback. He is a Hall of Fame quarterback. He really is one of a kind you know, as much as he is an Iron Man and a gunslinger, he's also a unicorn in that way as well. So thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of The Master Plan. This time I'm Brett Favre. I can't say what we'll cover next time, but probably won't be the NFL. We've done, you know, quite a few NFL episodes in a row here. So we'll probably move on to something else. But that's all I've got for today. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, finally, I would like to, to mention... Um, we would all like to wish, uh, well, I guess we, but I would like to wish Jerry Remy the best um, in his health in fighting cancer again. Obviously, he came on the program. Um, we wish him the best of luck fighting cancer again. Um, and we wish him, you know, the best. We want him to get better. And we'd love to see him back in the Red Sox booth with, with Nesson extremely soon. So I just wanted to add that. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of The Master Plan. You'll hear me in the next one. taking it iggy or curry of everyone on golden state open shot fate of the universe on the line or the martians have the death beam pointed at earth you better hit it i want iguadala <laughs>